Thank you for joining us for IEB There. And now your host, Brad Behrens. Over to you, Brad. Hi, everybody. Welcome to IAB There, our daily live stream show where we keep the digital media industry informed and connected. I'm your host, IAB's Editor-in-Chief Brad Behrens. Uh, on today's show, I'm turning over the interviewing duties to Eric John, Senior Director of IAB's Video Center of Excellence. Eric is going to be in conversation with Tal Holosen, who is the CTO and co-founder of Innovid. Uh, Eric, Tal, I'll get out of your way. Welcome to IAB There, and I'm looking forward to watching a robust conversation. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. So as Brad said, the goal of IAB There is to keep us all connected. The other key goal is to offer perspectives, in particular on the current state of advertising, and importantly, what's playing out amidst the COVID-19 crisis. Today, Tal and I are gonna be talking about the trends and how consumers are engaging with content and advertising across screens at a time when so many of us are sheltering at home. We'll talk about how brands and buyers are responding, how it's impacting planning. And we'll also talk about how companies are working to help their employees, how members are helping one another. And we'll take some questions at the end that have been submitted previously by our members. Um, as Brad said, I'm Eric John. I head up IAB's Video Center of Excellence. Our mission is to provide best practices, guidance, standards, and education for brands, buyers, and media companies to adapt to change, in this case, to survive and thrive through the convergence of television and digital video. We're recording this on Thursday, March 26th. And as we all know, the world has been forever changed since the arrival of the pandemic. Um, Ours is a history that's been born of collaboration. So it's a great pleasure to have with me today a true friend of the industry, CTO and co-founder of Innovid Talchalozen, who's connecting to us from his apartment, apartment in Lower Manhattan. Tal, how you doing there? You there? Uh, yeah. Um, my instinct is to say very well, but this is a little little weird to start a call like that. But uh, but yeah, it is uh, under the circumstances uh, um, very well. Thank you. I think thanks for having us. That's that's status quo is actually not too bad. When you and I spoke last, it was Friday last week. Governor Cuomo had announced that noon that he was mandating 100% of non-essential workers in the state stay home. You were headed to the grocery. I was too. Thankfully, there was food on the shelves, though no paper products. I just want to ask you at a human level, what are you seeing? there in your neighborhood at Chinatown. What is, what is, what's the vibe there in, in your neighborhood? Um, so it's a little weird. Uh, we live uh, smack in the middle between two grocery, two grocery stores. Mm -hmm. One, if you walk two blocks up, you're in, uh, you're in Whole Foods that has massive queue, very little things on the, on the shelves uh, and, a, uh, and a big craze outside of people trying to get in. And uh, I actually do my shopping two blocks down in Hong Kong supermarket on Elizabeth Street. Um, and funny enough, uh, it's a little weird to say, but there's not a single thing that is not in there. Uh, all the, all the uh, shelves are fully stacked uh, and it looked like business as usual, aside from the thing that is not a single person without a mask, gloves and covered head to toe. Yeah, yeah. But That's I vote for the Hong Kong supermarket. <laughs> so yeah, if you're in Manhattan, take that as a note. Um, not so, everyone at once, because we still yeah. like it, but there's not <laughs> a lot of people there. In there. 
with everyone working from home, we're all juggling conference calls. We've got housemates popping in and out. Some of us, tall like you, you've got little ones at home. Others are homeschooling. It feels like it started out as a bolt of adrenaline, and now it feels more like a marathon. You know, here at IAB, we're doing our best to keep everyone connected. We've got uh, early standing meetings in the morning, and then Fridays, virtual happy hours. How's the team at Innovid coping? What are you guys doing there to uh, stay in sync? What's in the toolkit for you? Um, clearly, there's a lot of collaboration. The biggest thing uh, at this time around is not, not to feel alone more, more than anything else, uh, as everyone is in hers uh, uh, or his apartment. Uh, um, so like everyone else, I assume we do a lot of Zoom meetings uh, uh, all the time. There's a lot of recreational Zoom, uh, anything from uh, Thursdays uh, um, and wine testing on Fridays and, uh, and other stuff, yoga classes. Um, uh, but also we have our Innovid family meeting where we get uh, everyone at Innovid uh, on a call. We actually just had a call like, like that um, earlier today where Tzvika, our CEO, is uh, kind of sharing the state of the company and state of the union uh, and everything else and asking questions. Um, so we're just trying to stay as, as connected as possible um, uh, throughout the time. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's shift over to kind of the business space. And uh, if you could tell us, tell us Innovid's role in the overall digital ad space. What's your business? And, you know, the reason I called you on my speed dial, uh, you know, when we first started launching IAB there is because I think you have a perspective, especially given the fact that you or in the ad serving business into what consumers are doing. So what have you seen just in you know, the past couple of weeks? Sure, so yeah, I'll, I'll take a second just to explain. Um, uh, I hope that everyone on the call know what Innovid is, but uh, I'm gonna make a second just to explain where is all the data that I'm gonna share is coming from. Uh, so we act as a video ad server uh, for a lot of brands uh, in, in many countries, specifically in the United States uh, uh, with a very large market share. Uh, and most important, specifically for this time and, and this data, we're not skewed in any specific media type or any specific uh, brand vertical or sector. Um, it's clear there's some sectors, um, I'm sure I'm not telling anything new to anyone here, but uh, there's some sectors that uh, um, uh, are seeing a harder time right now, like, like travel, luxury retail, and uh, um, auto home entertainment and many others. Uh, and there's some that are uh, they're actually thriving. Uh, but uh, part of what we see is because we serve such a massive market share um, in the United States and not skewed by anything, uh, the numbers are somewhat uh, evening out and, and talking about an industry. Um, all of our numbers is coming from Innovate Act as an ad server what we like to call it as the zero layer, meaning that uh, regardless if the media is bought programmatic, if it's bought on an upfront, on a spot buy, on uh, any uh, publisher direct or uh, outstream, it doesn't matter as long as there is a video there, uh, we're serving the video and collecting the data, which allows us to get kind of a bird eye view on, on everything. Um, so that's uh, just at a, at a very, very high level. Um, the main thing I would say, and we get this question quite a lot, uh, I get to talk to several reporters and analysts and uh, we get a lot of clients and partners and even uh, us ourselves are trying to figure out, no one really knows. Uh, it's, it's fairly early uh, in time, specifically in, uh, in ad spending. Uh, we're kind of in the tail, uh, tail end of March uh, and a lot of the campaigns uh, and a lot of the new media that will come into Q2 uh, this is when we're gonna we're gonna start see a shift. Uh, 
Um, however, there's already a shift that is happening for a couple of reasons. Clearly the work from home is making a big impact. Um, I'm gonna talk about it in a second. Uh, uh, another thing is just uh, the shift in media types, uh, less sports or less live sports at least. Um, uh, and others is, uh, is making a, a shift in, uh, in the content consumption. Uh, what are the things that we're, uh, we're seeing? A couple of uh, uh, just fun uh, tidbits. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm sharing a lot of numbers. I know it's a little hard to, uh, to get. Uh, we're working to compile all this stuff and uh, you can um, register on Innovid uh, and, get, uh, and get all this data. We're going to do another webinar or something to share more, but uh, hopefully it's going to be good. Uh, so the one thing, um, uh, something interesting is uh, just in terms of, of PC viewership, something that, uh, that we've noticed is uh, something that I uh, uh, kind of, I call it uh, flattening the week. Uh, so normally we see a big drop in PC um, uh, video ads viewership during uh, um, from Friday into Saturday and Sunday and then uptick back on Monday. Uh, so normally this is kind of a rule of thumb is a roughly 25% drop from, uh, uh, from Friday into Saturday. Um, and we've seen that flattening uh, pretty much. Uh, and, li and literally just looking at the weeks after um, uh, March 9th uh, and even more on, my, on the week of March, 9th, March 16th, which a lot of people started working from home. Uh, so we've seen that number move from 25% drop from Friday to Saturday uh, into 17%. Uh, so it is a, a pretty steep, uh, steep decline. And again, we're just getting started uh, with, uh, with all of that. Um, another, uh, another interesting uh, data point, just in terms of device, uh, device composition. Um, uh, maybe I'm going to start with, uh, with one thing is that, as an, and this is very early uh, to actually talk about this stuff, but we have seen an increase month over month. If you just take uh, what, what we did is look at uh, uh, the last... Um, the last two weeks right now, so uh, uh, what is it? Uh, let's call it uh, uh, March 10th to March 24th. Um, so the last, uh, the, um, uh, those, uh, those uh, tw uh, 14 days. And look at exactly the time period in February to, to do a month over month comparison. Um, so first of all, we've seen the overall viewership or, or ad uh, exposure is up uh, something like 15%. Uh, and I must, uh, just a disclaimer here is that this is a usual thing that we see. March is normally better than, uh, than February. Uh, so we should normalize it still up even when you normalize it, but, uh, but it's not as, uh, as much. And again, this is a big climb on a month over month basis. Um, yeah. But something interesting to, uh, that we have seen is just a device, device uh, split on that. Um, so uh, we've seen CTV uh, up um, both in share and so share based on devices. Maybe I'll take a quick pause just to explain how do we divide it. Every ad impression we deliver, we and try define to CTV too because there's yeah. always a terminology. Yeah. And by the way, I'm very sorry for a very long answer, and it's so hard not <laughs> I'm to hear. Break in in a second, yeah. so we are going to go Please to another. Do. Please but do. The, but the there's device, no need to be polite. Breakout, yeah, device breakout is super important. Yeah. CTV, connected TV. How does Innovid define that? Yeah. So we, def uh, we, first of all, we categorize every impression that we serve into one of three. Uh, PC, which is, uh, and I'm, when I'm saying PC, it's PC or a Mac uh, um, or, or uh, on a laptop or a desktop, it doesn't matter. It's a, uh, let's call it a stationary device or 
actually not stationary, but a, a browser-based device. The second one would be mobile and tablet as a category. And the third one would be uh, connected television. How do we define connected television? Is uh, ads that are uh, rendered on a connected, on a, on a big screen TV, um, either through an app on that TV, for example, uh, an app on a Samsung uh, connected TV or Vizio or Roku, uh, or um, an ad on a device that is connected to that television. That device could be a Roku, an Amazon Fire, an Xbox, PlayStation, uh, including Chromecast. All of those are categorized as connected television traffic. Great. Um, so uh, um, we have seen uh, um, an increase in connected television, uh, both in share. So there is a shift, a little decline on desktop and, uh, and move into connected television and mobile. Um, so we have seen something like 16% um, growth in daily average uh, on, the, on connected television. But actually a very, very interesting number that we haven't seen in a long time is we've seen an increase of 29% of mobile. Incredible. Uh, 29%, yeah. and this is on, an, on a daily average, taking again the last, 12, uh, the last uh, 14 days, uh, the last trailing uh, um, 14 days and the same time period in, fe in February. So what do you attribute the mobile to? Because obviously people aren't out and about commuting, et cetera. Yeah. What's happening? It's mobile just as a, as a small screen. It's not mobile in, in a sense that it's, uh, you're, you're mobilizing it uh, outside of the home. Yeah, um, and uh, maybe the, the one interesting thing that, uh, that we have looked as, uh, uh, and clearly there's a lot of content could be viewed on, on mobile, um, but, uh, but something specific uh, that we have seen is the increase in social network video. And under social network, we include, it's kind of a loose term social network, is uh, Twitter video ads, Snapchat video ads, Facebook video ads, and YouTube video ads across all of the different properties and YouTube partners, uh, uh, Zephyr or Vivo or, or others. So all of that, uh, we call that some type of a social platform, which generally is skewed into mobile. This category is increased in that same time period in 27%. So that's incredible because it kind of points to me, you know, I, I, just in my household, obviously social is becoming increasingly a source of news. We're on Twitter nonstop, but obviously social is also serving as a connective tissue for everybody, you know, at home. I think the interesting question, let me see if you, if you have thoughts on this. Everybody's curious, there's, there's an ongoing debate about the growth of CTV, SVOD, you know, subscription-based net, a la Netflix versus ad-supported AVOD. What's your sense there? If you're seeing that increase in AVOD, you know, is, do you have any sense of what the breakout of, of viewership? And then we'll talk about some other content forms as well. Yeah. Um, so in general, this is not, uh, I'm going to zoom out from the last uh, 10 days or the last month uh, and say overall CTV is clearly the, the winner of, uh, of streaming video overall. I did mention right now mobile and social, but, uh, but if you zoom out uh, and look at uh, the last 18 months or the last uh, 24 months, uh, there is a um, there is almost an, an exodus of uh, of of uh, away from PC based viewership or again laptop desktop PC or Mac uh, mm -hmm. into the connected TV space. Mobile in terms of share is kind of standing still, uh, and a lot of the viewership is going into the connected te television space. I can tell you about Innovid numbers. Um, we're coming on roughly. 40% uh, of overall traffic that we see in the United States in a given month is going into the connected television already. Uh, and we believe that very soon we're going to cross the 50%. And this is including a lot of media, uh, not skewed into almost anything. Uh, 
so not a vertical, not. Yeah. Let's talk about ad spend overall. Cause I think that there's, you know, obviously every, a ton of agencies, brands have put the brakes on spend. We now have uh, a lot of sports programming that is on hold, event-based programming is on hold. Um, is your, uh, is your sense that TV ad spend and, and the spend that is, that is flowing through, you know, onto OTT and, and connected TV, has that been relatively insulated versus, you know, interestingly, the, uh, the, the growth in social video also interesting, but what's your sense of, of budgets? So again, everything that I'm going to say is uh, kind of based on uh, anecdotes uh, or some type of directional understanding. Don't take anything that I'm saying is uh, we're we're, uh, we're the platform that delivers all of this stuff. We clearly have a very good understanding of what's going on, uh, but it needs to happen first uh, for it to, to say. And by the way, again, another, another interesting thing, we're going to keep sharing this data uh, over time because we think that a lot of people wants and, and should know uh, what's going on. In terms of what we've seen, um, I did mention that uh, right now we're, we're in the tail end of March uh, and uh, a lot of what we are, traffic that we're seeing right now is planned uh, way advanced in the year uh, without any, any uh, uh, virus or anything um, uh, in mind. So it's still a little early to see. Um, we, we already got uh, um, a handful of marketers reaching out uh, with changes for campaigns. Um, and uh, there's maybe two, uh, two main drivers. One is the sports, uh, sports and Olympics as, uh, as one category. A lot of marketers that were big uh, NCAA sponsors, uh, um, PGA tours or other things are moving, uh, um, trying to shift dollars to something else. Um, and the second one is, uh, is clearly just uh, sectors uh, that, are, that have been hit more um, and, uh, and want to um, uh, be cautious. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I can say that I'm asking, uh, we all, everyone even with are asking a lot of our uh, partners, both uh, uh, marketers, agencies, uh, executives, uh, media companies, uh, just asking, what do you see? I'm sure right now it's, uh, it's a lot about data sharing. Um, the general theme that, uh, that we hear right now is uh, clearly no one knows what's going to happen. So the general theme is, uh, is cash is king, is save, save on what you have because you don't know what's going to happen uh, in the future. And so the, I assume that this is the, the main driver behind so many things here is, um, um, uh, is prepare uh, for some type of a downturn. How long would it be? How deep would it be? A V-shape, a U-shape or other form of recession, no one knows. Uh, yeah. But we're, because we're right at the beginning, we are, we are catching that. I'll say something very specific that we are seeing because again, as Innovid, we have big exposure to that is the creative piece on that. Maybe the first thing that happened both on sports and now we actually starting to see that at a larger scale is creative swaps. So immediately, the, literally the second that, uh, that there were uh, announcements yeah. by the NCAA and, uh, and others, um, um, campaigns that were slated to go live, or some of them were already live, uh, that have uh, uh, March Madness uh, uh, creative in it, the first thing that happened is that people asked to swap it to a different creative, either mm -hmm. to a different uh, brand in their portfolio, uh, to a different campaign, or to something else. Um, this is clearly easier to do, and that's kind of again the power of digital media and the power of a, of a centralized yeah. ad server is that you can just do that swap in one place and then it propagates everywhere. So that's maybe the immediate thing that happened before anything else. 
Yeah. And now I mean, we're starting to see, just to complete this point, I'm sorry. Um, I get too excited <laughs> about this, I'm sorry. Uh, so um, end serving is a very, very exciting topic. Um, <laughs> Finish so, up, uh, and then I want to yeah. pivot to, uh, to the larger question of how brands are responding. So, um, the, so the second topic just on that, I'm sorry, is, uh, um, is what we start to see is just messaging shift. Uh, is a lot of people want to stay relevant or not, uh, or uh, want to continue advertising, but clearly you need to be cautious uh, to the environment and cautious to uh, to the the statement that people are saying. Um, uh, and uh, so we are getting a lot of requests for creative messaging swaps, which is very different again than uh, than cutting budget or or things like that. Yeah, just interesting to see out in the landscape. I'm of course always looking at advertising. But you know, despite the higher uh, media consumption that we're all seeing, how many brands have pulled back yeah. from what is actually a huge audience opportunity, and the um, you know the unfortunate reality of a lot of, of buying uh, for contextual reasons, brands shying away from appearing next to any mention of COVID nineteen. That is going to be a hard thing to do in media overall. But it's interesting to see, you know, I noticed one brand, I would almost call it a conquesting strategy. Verizon has been in nearly every news, you know, video news program I've seen talking about and positioning their network as the means for communities and families to stay connected. Um, they've got their employees talking about their almost the mission of, of making sure their network stays whole. To me, that's such an interesting example. And obviously that creative didn't exist, you know, a, a week and a half. Exactly. So exactly. great. That's exactly the, again, to back to my point about uh, rapid messaging change. Uh, it's not about uh, the cut. Uh, um, so uh, you asked uh, a bunch of things uh, um, in there. First of all, um, uh, consumption habits. Um, so the numbers that we see are ad spend. Uh, when we serve an ad into Hulu, we we don't know how many um, what's the stream what the increase in streams. We know what's the increase in ad load. Um, so we, um, we we see only the ad part of it. Uh, by conversation with a lot of different partners, clearly uh, streaming overall, both audio and video, are are currently the winning uh, sectors of advertising. Um, or winning sectors of media, uh, as that uh, the more and more people are uh, uh, have seen an increase um, in uh, in consumption. Um, time will tell what uh, what's going to happen to media. There's I feel like there's two different school of thoughts into ad spending. General theme: uh, uh, ad uh, the ad market always behaved like GDP. GDP goes down, ad spending goes down. This is uh, been around uh, forever. However, in this case, uh, like any other uh, event, um, some sectors are, are impacted more than, than other, some sectors of media impacted more, clearly out of home, um, sports marketing, uh, event sponsorship are ones that are, that are getting a hit massively uh, for, the sole, for many reasons, but for the sole reason or for one important reason is that uh, um, eyeballs are not there. Uh, there are people not on the street. Uh, we, here comes uh, a streaming media where streaming video and streaming audio, this is where the eyeballs are. Uh, so we don't expect those segments to be, clearly there will be a hit because uh, uh, people will temper spend, but, uh, uh, but will not gonna be hit. Uh, uh, it's not gonna be proportional to GDP drop. Uh, that's, um, that's one, um, one thing. Uh, but, because I think that's what a lot of curiosity is, you know, what's the, 
obviously with all the consumption underway, some brands have obviously travel is, 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 yeah. has been cut massively, but there are some, uh, there are some tailwinds for some advertisers, CPG, for instance, everyone is shopping for home right. cleaning. What else are you seeing? So, so again, it's a little early to uh, to even to say, but uh, there's some verticals that um, uh, that it's obvious gonna uh, gonna be impacted. Uh, travel, automotive is another one that is uh, somewhat of a question mark uh, with a big difference between a tier two and a tier one uh, auto. Um, but but generally as a category um, and look at it as comparable to uh, to 2008. Another another event is that automotive uh, is uh, is getting a big hit. Uh, on sales and hence uh, um, marketing follows. Um, uh, on the positive side, uh, um, uh, e-commerce based retail is uh, is up uh, on everything that we say. We Verizon, see telcos, you, ma- you mentioned Verizon, but uh, we have seen a lot of uh, uh, a lot of movement on the on the telco side. Um, granted one thing, a lot of them are big sports uh, um, uh, partners uh, so there's a lot of shift right now because of the because of the sports um, but in general um, uh, the telcos uh, again Sprint mobile uh, AT&T Verizon uh, are uh, are all uh, um, uh, we are seeing some form of an increase um, CPG it's a little early again all of all of the numbers that I'm sharing is uh, is more based on anecdotes than uh, uh, than a, a hard data line because it's too, too early to see. Um, but CPG is one that uh, that is actually seems like is uh, is going to be fairly proof uh, to everything we're uh, uh, we're seeing right now. Um, yeah, fairly easy uh, cutoff. Uh, things that are more discretionary spending, things that are require you to be out of home, like theatrical. It's maybe the best example for that. Theatrical advertising. Uh, it's just down for the sole reason that there's. Uh, theaters are off and releases are, are, are shut down. So, you know, um, so there's, there's one trend that I've, I've it, it kind of makes sense. So many, as I've been talking to our publishers who are also in the film production space, those productions are on hold. And so what has, what seems to be happening is that the slates that were bound for in theater are being moved over to, to the streaming platforms. And so we talked about ABOT and SVOD, but TVOD, the transactional video on demand space, stands to increase, especially now that those releases will be happening online. Yeah, uh, I would say, again, uh, all go back to streaming media will go up. Now, streaming media, there's three main uh, ways to, uh, three main business models for, uh, for streaming television, uh, subscription-based, uh, advertising-based, aka SVOD or AVOD, or transaction-based uh, TVOD. Um, all three of them, uh, um, my, this is just uh, speculation, but uh, all three of them will rise. Uh, our gut feeling, uh, clearly a little biased, but uh, our gut feeling is that ad-supported uh, VOD will, will take, uh, will uh, capture more share uh, during that time. Um, again, it's kind of obvious uh, uh, economies in an, in an unknown, uh, unknown is a very positive way of looking at it, uh, but in a, on a downward trend. Uh, right now, and uh, and ad supported is just phenomenal offering. Um, you get amazing type of content subsidized by ads. It was always uh, phenomenal uh, offering. Um, yeah. Just a quick shout out. One thing that uh, we all are very a lot of the streaming wars and the the, um, the flixes that uh, were announced uh, recently were all subscription based, pure subscription based, aka no hybrid model. Um, 
HBO Max, uh, Disney Plus, uh, uh, Amazon Prime, and Netflix, of course. Uh, but uh, we're all very, very much looking forward for Peacock uh, to announce uh, to launch. Uh, April 15 is the is the date, and as uh, as we know, is not uh, is not going to move. And April 15, it's, uh, Peacock is launching only for Xfinity subscribers. Uh, but in uh, in, uh, wow. Ju in July 15th, it's going to be open for the public. Uh, and Peacock is maybe the first one that is uh, aside from Hulu and the existing ones, but uh, uh, the one that is uh, super premium that have ad supported options so this is a, a great opportunity for marketers uh to again to play that trend uh to move to connected television yeah let's stay on nbcu for a second because i think it's you know now that literally sunday night i think the olympic uh international committee agreed to postpone the 2020 to 2021 there's obviously you know a billion dollars of ad spend um that nbc was managing that event was going to be especially interesting especially from a buying uh, model perspective. This was going to be where convergence and cross-platform were really impacting the opportunity for brands of multiple stripes to get in on the opportunity to buy audience-based and to and to basically to, to leverage a single uh, currency, CPM, you know, a single currency against all that inventory. So, um, and the, the fact that NBC was opening up to a, a new mix of advertisers, we've talked a lot about at, here at IAB about emerging brands, et cetera. What's your sense? Is, is, is the audience-based uh, brand opportunity beginning to play out you know, in, in, uh, in marketplaces places in general? What's the impact on or what you see the future of the upfronts now that increasingly, is this gonna be a driver of change towards audience-based buying? Yeah, this is this is clearly a, a very big discussion topic. Everyone's asking what's going to be on the upfront and the new front. I guess uh, this is another another thing that you can update all as well. But uh, um, so one thing we have heard uh, a lot. It's hard for me to speak about NBC and the and the Olympics. Uh, uh, we, I don't work for NBC nor uh, uh, is uh, is deep in the weeds. But uh, um, but. Um, a uh, couple of things that we are hearing is clearly sports is down. Uh, many advertisers uh, care wholeheartedly for that audience. Um, the, the increase that uh, in demand that people are asking for is data segments mm -hmm. for uh, sports watchers. Um, and you can say the same thing about the Olympics as well, is that uh, if consumption is up, so those audience and those audience segments are watching something else. Um, so it, it, it doesn't mean that we're getting into a place like the early days of cord cutting or early days of asphalt where people say that we're, uh, we're uh, shrinking the pie and it's very hard. We have more people that are unreachable. So yeah. uh, you're just going to be unreachable via sports, but there are ways, um, clearly younger, demo, younger demos of, uh, uh, of sports fan, uh, specifically heavy males are, are heavy on games uh, and Twitch is... Uh, uh, is getting a, a big spike on that or YouTube or other other gaming uh, platforms. Um, uh, but overall, I can say that uh, the data segment, this is uh, in my just conversation in the last week or so, I heard that so many times is that linear ratings are down. Again, numbers are, are public uh, up, uh, out there. Any, any of the networks, uh, linear network broadcasting uh, sports are down leading by ESPN, but, uh, but that's true for everyone. It doesn't mean that people don't watch uh, television. Uh, they do watch it, but they watch something else. 
um, and um, what uh, sports used to be amazing in, in gathering so many different people uh, in a live event. But uh, and now the move to, as you said, uh, audience-based buying is, uh, is key to uh, in order to understand where to buy that. There's no uh, this kind of water cool moment that, uh, um, that uh, everyone's going to be there, uh, that yeah. you can just advertise uh, and, and buy uh, to be part of the conversation. So audience buying is really big, but also programmatic uh, overall is uh, uh, is big. Another another number I didn't I didn't share, but we have looked at growth in programmatic, uh, and this is just it's a very it's only directional. Uh, but um, what we looked at is, uh, just in those in the same two weeks last two weeks versus uh, two weeks the uh, past uh, past month. We've seen, um, because the whole market is moving, what, what we wanted to see is in terms of share, programmatic versus non-programmatic, we have seen 5% increase in programmatic. Uh, so there is even more movement. Uh, again, if you think about it, marketers that wanna change budget uh, and move things around, this is maybe one of the easiest things that, uh, that you can do. And I'm using the term programmatic in a loose, uh, loose yeah, term. It doesn't mean clear. that it's... Yeah, for people in the audience, it's programmatic. There's a, there's a perception, you know, with display that it is open exchange. That is Correct. not what we're talking about here. It's uh, it's not what we're talking about. Maybe that's a, actually a very important thing. Uh, is a programmatic. Uh, my definition is the, the use of data and automation in order to transact on media. Um, so it doesn't mean that it, it's real-time bid or transacted on an open exchange. Uh, but it means that you do... Um, uh, have some type of data segments in order to buy that media and you use some type of an automated fashion to buy that uh, private marketplace um, or, uh, or any other uh, programmatic guaranteed or other type of forms that you can uh, access that media. Uh, but yeah. we, we are seeing an increase there, um, which uh, historically, specifically in the world of connected television, connected television has been under indexed on programmatic so far compared to any other media sectors. Um, because it's very early and because it's very controlled by very, very premium um, uh, TV network that had uh, a supply constraint, not demand constraint. Yeah. Um, but this may change. Yeah. So I, I just want to be mindful of time. So it's, it's uh, we're uh -huh. over our half hour. We're going to talk when you're for fun. a few more minutes. I know <laughs> we could continue for, uh, for into the evening, but the, um, just to be mindful. The, um, I'll be here all weekend. <laughs> just keep that, keep that Zoom live. Um, you know, you, we mentioned esports a little bit, so this is fascinating to me because um, you know this is this is competitive gaming viewed, participated in. There's no set social gathering required. What's so interesting is you know with with so much uh, live sports venue based on hold, you've got all the esports um, you know players in the space making continuing to create events. Even the NBA, the Phoenix Suns are gonna be playing the remainder of their games using NBA 2K, which is a virtual environment. That to me is so, such an interesting inflection point, perhaps, you know, in, in, in how, uh, you know, that's gonna inform content viewing, sports viewing. Are you, are, is Innovit participating in any of that? And, and then of course, the real question that a lot of people are asking, betting might actually end up being um, another driver of that space. But what's what's your sense on the ad opportunity within eSports? Yeah, so uh, first of all, we definitely, we participate uh, because brands, uh, marketers and agencies are buying media uh, into that space. Uh, uh, but I wanna just touch on one point, which I think uh, 
as a fan of uh, um, of esports, I must say that calling it non-social uh, would be uh, oh, that was uh, that is totally wrong. There's would be no a little off. Just look at uh, just look at the Overwatch League uh, on YouTube, for example, and see the amount of comments uh, that people are saying um, live. Right. So many people are tuning in live to watch that, and the amount of comment and chatter that is happening uh, on uh, on that. The same thing on again League of Legends or many other things. Um, uh, I, this is uh, it's an extremely social. It's maybe a different uh, different form, uh, uh, but. Uh, you can argue actually it's in a, in a larger magnitude because everyone is all connected yeah. on a on a massive chat box yeah. so it's um or or twitch for that matter so it's um it's very hard to call it not social uh and many of again youtube uh, all of again the overwatch league for example is ad supported um yeah. so that's um uh, we're definitely playing there yeah um i kind of i wanted to finish up here talking about um you know how companies are responding to the COVID crisis. You know, I've seen interesting examples of brands, Nike and Gap are pivoting to make masks for healthcare workers, et cetera. Um, I was reading about an example of, you know, it's advertising, we're not saving lives, but it's, and even I'm thinking of the example where I called you to, to help out with the PSA that we were, we wanted to make interactive, right? You should do but more of that. Do, we need to do more of that. Um, you know, there's, there's an effort underway with IB members and Moby, SpotX, Universal, McCann, and IES. They're all partnering to get the word out, uh, Truex as well, on, uh, on safe hand hygiene. So, you know, I think that it's, a, it's almost a call to action. If, if you are in this business of connecting brands with consumers, there's a lot of power here. And, and, and our industry is born of creativity. So a um, little call to action uh, for everyone to think about how your, your company, how your employees can, can help make it easier. Obviously the healthcare uh, workers are the ones on the front lines saving everyone's butts. But what, what are you seeing, seeing out there kind of in interesting examples? Um, I don't know specific examples, but, uh, but I, can, uh, I can definitely just to echo uh, everything you just said. Uh, we always looked at you know, advertising at the end of the day, it's a, it's a tremendous megaphone that allows you to, uh, to speak a message to the masses. Um, but specifically, uh, digital, uh, uh, digital video streaming um, uh, has the ability to A, personalize that message, but also create some form of a, of a call to action, like what we did again with the anti-gun violence in the past uh, and other PSAs that we work with uh, in the past is the ability for you to uh, press a button on your remote uh, to, uh, to show that you are uh, raising your hand uh, to support that cause or doing something uh, to watch more content. So we actually did already get, it takes time for things to actually build. Uh, something we touched a very little on it, Eric, in this, in this call, but just the creative production side. So in order to do all those adaptation, um, uh, programmatic media allow you to do adaptation to media buying very quickly, but creative production is still something that has its cycle and it takes time to do. Um, so uh, we're, we're in kind of early innings of that and hence um, uh, we haven't seen too many of those, but we already got quite a lot of requests and we were talking to, uh, to many uh, advertisers about how do you leverage interactive video and how do you leverage uh, um, uh, long form content 
to uh, to watch more uh, explainer videos or or other things. Again, people are watching a couple of very important points. People are watching streaming video uh, more than ever across so many of those devices. Um, they're home and they're watching it on an interacting enabled device, a PC, a phone, or a connected TV. All of those devices are not uh, lean back or all lean forward. Uh, so there is a big opportunity to do, to do all those things. Yeah. I, uh, let's go to a couple of questions. We got a, uh, a great question here from Ipsada from Mondelez. She's saying, we were just talking about, about this a little bit. Do you see a shift in messaging and branding due to COVID-19? Um, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I think, again, all of those things, and this is maybe a, back to what you said about uh, call to action, uh, for an opportunity, we clearly, shameless plug, we play heavily in that, but just even beyond uh, innovative to anyone in this space, uh, creative production and, and creative messaging adaptation is just time, uh, time consuming uh, task. Um, so uh, there, uh, there is and there will be a lot of requirement to do it faster at larger scale, uh, customization and, and you know, like the whole idea of agile marketing, like the Oreo dunk in the night. Funny that this is coming from Mondelez. Uh, but uh, the same uh, the same thing is happening now, you know, uh, uh, um, adapting to, uh, to a new world and a new situation. And it applies to almost every vertical and every brand has something to say that is related to, um, to, uh, to the situation. Not, it goes beyond the virus. Yeah. Um, I also want to mention, you know, we, we talked a little bit up about the upfront market. Um, you know, every company out there, media company brand is pivoting to doing business, you know, with streaming and virtual. Um, IB's new fronts, which is the marketplace for, um, you know, multiple platform content and innovation, that is being uh, also reconfigured. And uh, our plan is to move that to the week of May 4th, um, programming as we're, uh, as we're designing it right now, would, would last three to five hours a day, uh, beginning at 12 noon and running through the afternoon. IAB would hosting it and would be hosting it. And here again, the good opportunity would be to leverage the interactivity that platforms allow. Um, and then public publishers, as well as brands, would have the opportunity to reach out to who would have been that same audience that would have been, and perhaps even larger audience. Yeah, probably a lot larger. Again, yeah. this is what opportunity actually. Um, so I just want to say uh, also, you know, I, I, I heard a quote, I'm always looking for inspirational quotes. I was struck by this one, you know, the best run companies, just in terms of how everyone's responding to COVID-19, the best run companies will emerge stronger, more efficient on the other side of this. Those that make changes in terms of their communication processes, diversifying their supply chains and revenue generation stand to be stronger at the end. So I, I take that as a, as a, as a real opportunity for all of us. Um, Tal, I wanna thank you. You're immense, you're the guy I go to for you know, what's happening in the, in the landscape. Um, I wanna thank everybody for dialing in to IAB there. And I wanna make a mention of, uh, of what's happening uh, just coming up tomorrow. Tal, you and I were, were discussing kind of the trends at a vertical and, and, and brand and buyer level. IB has been researching our, our, uh, our, our you know, audience and buyer uh, membership. And tomorrow, Sue Hogan, who heads up our research, will be sharing stats and, and uh, insights from that, that research. So be sure to tune at two o'clock, again, two o'clock Eastern to IAB there. 
right on IAB.com and you'll hear the latest from that study. Um, I also want to- I have a very, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I wanted to, uh, I have a very quick plug as well. Just, uh, we have, uh, we, we shared here, just being cautious, uh, we shared so much uh, numbers here on this call and there's a lot more and we keep on tracking that and clearly changes by the day, obviously. Uh, so feel free to just tweet at me or at Innovid. Uh, so at, at Shalosin or at Innovid uh, or go to Innovid, we're gonna, we're gonna share more data or if you want any, any of this stuff, uh, please let us know. We're gonna have a webinar next week um, where we're gonna share all of this data, charts and slides and a lot of other things. Great. And then one last, one last mention for IB. T today, earlier today, we had nearly a thousand people uh, uh, connecting to our Tech Lab Project Arc, Arch Project Rearc webinar, and that is a industry-wide effort to harmonize personalization and privacy, especially with the oncoming, you know, demise of the cookie. We're going to be having another one of those webinars Tuesday, March thirty-first at noon Eastern. So please everyone go to IAB.com and get registered for that and uh, how we all need to plan for that cookie-less future. Um, thanks again, Tal. And uh, I just wanna say to this IB there has been a production of Interactive Advertising Bureau. Our show today was produced by Connor Healy, Joe Ounce and John Ward. I'm Eric John signing off for today. Thanks everybody for watching. Tal. Thank you, IB. Thank you everyone. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, John. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.